in the in the pre uh, the pre video. So look for that. It should be a good. All right. Yeah, uh, we're looking forward to a Wilder game Thursday night live, Michigan Saginaw Valley Hockey State beat Ohio State. at 7. And they did that, twice. too, twice this weekend. Good job, Matt Boyer, Rushi Vias, Jeremy Kreuzberg, and Bill Rothwell. I'm Rob Salomon from Ann Arbor. Go vote, and good night. Went right behind the left guard, and Miner does it again. What a game for Brandon Miner and an unbelievable drive for Michigan. And they're a point away from tying this game yet again. Now the critical extra point. Mess got a hold. Well, part of the kick. This is to tie the game. Snap down. Kick is up. We're tied. 42-42. It's second and seven at the 32. Three receivers, two to the right, one to the left. Siller back and shotgun with some time. He fires, catches, made it's a hook and ladder. What a play. And running free down the sideline. Into the end zone. Is he in? Desmond Tardy. Touchdown, Purdue. A fake punt and a hook and ladder. Boise State all Great execution, and Tardy right down the sideline was there to receive the lateral, and Purdue has pulled all the tricks out today, and Joe Tiller in his last hurrah has managed to pull this offense without his star quarterback together, and he's on the verge of putting up 49. Last play, barring a defensive penalty from the 47, four receivers, three back to throw, under pressure, now with some time, he's throwing it deep towards the end zone, a Hail Mary, it is deflected, incomplete, no time left, Purdue wins. Well, uh, good evening and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. Yeah, brother. Thankfully, this presidential campaign is coming to an end, and it doesn't look like it's going to be a good end for John and Sarah. Uh, fascinating to hear a, a barber in uh, Celine. One of the, the last week of the campaign is usually my least favorite because the media searches high, low, under wet stones and dark caves and bat guano <laughs> deposits in the UP. Who knows? Looking for undecided voters. And uh, a barber in Celine was interviewed and he was, quote, undecided. And he talked about the election in terms of the, quote, couple from Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> and the black fellow. Uh, I think he thought that John McCain and Sarah Palin were married. That is frightening that, uh, of course, the undecideds are still out there. Well, of course, uh, I mean, what can you say? This is not atypical. I mean, sadly, yeah. most Americans really don't pay that closely, uh, uh, pay close attention to politics to the way in which politics presents itself the way in which the mainstream corporate media packages and kind of obscures its own participation in the political scene um, this is of course partly uh, why our country ended up with the electoral system that we have with the electoral college because yeah. of the founding fathers fear of those kind of voters who are interested in very superficial and completely inaccurate elements of the the candidates uh, available so on the one hand yes it's great that that guy has the right to vote but i mean what a waste of uh, citizenship in a country 
the you know purportedly the freest country in the world. Yeah, and and when you look at some of the problems with the early voting, and for instance, a report from a older gentleman in West Virginia that voted early, who said he uh, selected Barack Obama on the uh, touchscreen, but the vote was recorded for McCain. Well, the Simpsons uh, Halloween episode last night made a joke about that. That was one of Homer's nightmare scenarios, is voting for Obama, and it kept coming up McCain. It's about the only way this guy can win. Uh, The late polls today are pretty much in complete agreement. I mean, this is fascinating. NBC, Wall Street Journal, 5143, Obama over McCain. Gallup, uh, which tends to be one of the most accurate, 5342. CBS, 5142. Uh, The Reuters-Zogby poll has Obama leading in six of the key eight, quote, toss-up states, and obviously the indicators, early indicators, are, are going to be quite clear. If uh, Obama wins in Virginia, it's probably over for McCain. And if Obama wins North Carolina uh, or Florida, it's uh, pretty much going to be a landslide. Uh, I think it's going to be a landslide regardless. Uh, I, I just cannot see how McCain wins this. I think all of the tactics in the last couple of weeks have simply not worked. Well, and even worse than that, I think they've hurt. They've hurt, and I think that that Sarah Palin is going to have to go back to her caribou cave in Alaska and actually witness the defeat of Ted Stevens and Don Young and maybe her own defeat in two years because I think she's damaged goods. I think it's just bizarre that there are uh, conservative pundits claiming that she's the leading candidate for the 2012 nomination. Well, a couple of years ago, uh, hard to believe as it is, but I mean, you can recall it. There were actually people sporting bumper stickers that said Condi Rice in 08. I mean, how clueless was that? Yeah. Since uh, her incompetence as national security advisor, uh, well, it went rewarded with a promotion. She's Secretary right. of State. But, uh, yeah, I think that the Bradley effect has uh, been overstated. Um, and, indeed, the original intellectual that wrote the uh, discussed the Bradley uh, effect. And, by the way, that was 26 years ago. That's a long time ago. Well, in politics, it's a long time. And in popular culture, it's an even longer time. I mean, there's been a huge shift in popular culture in this country and 20 years ago the kind of it it sounds superficial maybe to say this but the kind of musics and cultural activities that young people consume really has a lot to do with the direction that the country takes yeah i mean the incoming freshmen at the university of michigan were born after ronald reagan was even president right so they wouldn't even understand some of these bizarre um References that the McCain-Palin campaign have used in trying to sort of whip up the friendly ghost of Ronald Reagan on their behalf. (laughs) Friendly ghost, indeed. He's not quite a Casper, but uh, he's been turned into a friendly ghost. Yeah. Um, But I'm talking about even such seemingly superficial things as 
hip hop. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's you know the the young voters today. Hip hop's always been around. It sure. was never a new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a big cultural shift for America. Where, yeah, in the '60s there were some elements of in the early '70s of white youth listening to black music, and of course that caused a lot of terror for mainstream you know white parents back in the '50s. But culture is sort of always pushing the envelope and. People and politics grow in to fill those, you know, areas that are explored and expanded by culture. And so I I think America is, uh, well, clearly race is still an issue. Obviously, some of the bizarre comments, very hateful comments that have been printed in the media about the Obama candidacy are disturbing and and sad. Um, But I think most Americans are are well past that. I I agree. And I think that all you have to do is read the obituary page every day for the last... uh five months to see that that McCain voters are dying. <laughs> this too. Uh, every day they're dying. Although I have to make a quick mention since you've uh, brought up the uh, obituary page. Uh, one non-McCain voter who just died uh, that's worthy of note here on Gray Matters and on WCBN in general is, of course, the great Studs Terkel, mm-hmm. um, who passed uh, over the weekend. Um He's a truly important figure. He's a radio guy, too. But his uh, very successful oral histories, I think, are some of the finest documents generated by historians of the 20th century. His Particularly his books, Working mm-hmm. and uh, Hard Times about the Depression. And uh, one of the best books ever generated by an American scholar on World War II, The Good War. Uh, these are very important books and uh, deserve to be used in schools. Uh, and if you've never read them out there, dear listeners, uh, do yourself a favor and pick up some uh, Studs Terkel. So like Paul Newman, uh, a great voice uh, from the left, uh, Studs Terkel, would certainly have been casting a vote for uh, Obama. and Well, perhaps he voted absentee. I think he probably did. He was a very politically astute guy and uh, left nothing to chance. So uh, we, we doff our caps to uh, the great Studs Terkel. Yeah, and I'm sure that fortunately PBS will maybe even air some of the Studs Terkel companion series to those yeah. books that you mentioned because those have indeed been uh, wonderful uh, public affairs uh, events on public television uh, that we are fortunate here in uh, Ann Arbor to have actually have three options uh, regarding public television. Um, yeehaw. Um, but, you know, I want to give out a brain damage award, for instance. How on earth can you have one voting venue for the entire county, Franklin County in Ohio? This is uh, where Columbus is located, the, the capital. This is a county of one and a half million people. For early voting over the, you know, the last week, they've had one place where you can show up and People are waiting in line for six hours to vote early. In early voting, there. And waiting. this is early voting. Um, my little precinct here in Ann Arbor, uh, a one-room schoolhouse over on Mary Street, uh, in the student ghetto, uh, that is actually lightly uh, attended because, uh, thanks to Mike Rogers, uh, congressman from Michigan, who uh, disenfranchised uh, college students here in the state of Michigan. That's right. Um, this relates, by the way, to Michigan State and East Lansing. That was part of his district. So he required that uh, essentially college students vote uh, 
Michigan college students vote uh, where their home address is rather than where they actually live, which is one of the typical uh, tendencies of... That's uh, clearly intended, no, no doubt, to sort of diminish the tendency of academic centers to vote left. Yeah, and he benefited from uh, that passage of yeah. that law. Um, he did that while he was in the state legislature, by the way. Um, <clears throat> but in any event, uh, t to hear that uh, there's one voting machine or one venue uh, in the entire Franklin County, uh, this, this is just staggering. This is superficial early voting. You'd expect that from maybe Zimbabwe. Yeah, and, and I think that one of the reminders of this sad um, experience that we call democracy here in America, I mean, obviously... There are many things to love about America. There's no question about that. But uh, this country still does not know how to run elections. Um, and I th think that it is a sad commentary that even eight years after two, you know, the debacle of 2000, that we're still having these problems, uh, these question marks about these machines that are run by four corporations that are connected coincidentally to the Republican Party. Um, I sincerely believe that the 2004 election was stolen uh, with electronic voting, and I will just uh, urge experts to look at the irregularities that did occur in Ohio and also the surprising margin that Bush received in uh, the state of Maryland. And uh, he didn't win Maryland, but it was much closer than it should have been. And Georgia, where I believe... I'll just throw this out. One out of every 16 uh, carry votes were flipped by the computers to George Bush. Uh, these problems continue, and there is no excuse for this. Uh, this. This is simply unacceptable. And if there's any good thing about a Democratic landslide, and it will be a Democratic landslide, uh, perhaps this can be one of the first orders of business. Um, remedying this pathetic uh, hodgepodge of state and local laws. Let's do what Oregon does. They have the highest voter turnout, the state of Oregon. They mail it in. It's so much easier. Nationwide mail-in voting. How can you have a state like North Carolina where you have a flawed ballot where, you, you know, I don't know if you know about this, but you have to vote for president separately in North Carolina. Oh, right. If yeah. you hit the straight ticket... Um, doesn't record a vote for president, um, which could be interesting. Major design flaw. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Dole is obviously in trouble. And let's give her a brain damage award uh, for that just horrible, horrible television commercial. Really one of the worst of this entire That's got to go down in season. history as one of the most That's odious. right up there with the Willie Horton. Yeah, it's it's one of the most odious uh, campaign commercials that I've ever seen, and I think it's appropriate that she's being sued for defamation. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but what, what can you expect from uh, the wife of a well-known hatchet man, Bob Dole? So, uh, boy, uh, Elizabeth Dole, I hope Bob is still uh, eating that Viagra. <laughs> Those little blue pills. Those little blue pills. Only in his case, they probably are recolored red. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Stevens uh, apparently will also be uh, biting the dust, convicted uh, this past week. 
And, of course, Don Rogers, a Republican in Alaska, is also up in uh, – he's in big trouble with his uh, – his own uh, problems with corruption. Uh, Joe the plumber. Any? Uh, Where is he, Joe? Joe, Joe, are you here? Are you here? <laughs> I thought, boy, that's another space helmet moment for John McCain. <laughs> uh, who is this guy? What What is the deal with this dude from Ohio that is uh, not really a plumber? Not a plumber. Is working on a book deal and a country music record. I mean. Clearly, he's his fifteen minutes of fame have been <laughs> used up. I'm afraid. I I don't know. Do you really want to hear Joe the plumber sing country music? Sing songs? country songs. Nope. I don't think so. Um, crazy. Uh, and I, I'll give a brain damage award out to CNBC as well. You know, I actually have been watching quite a bit of CNBC the last month or two uh, due to the financial crisis. Their coverage, I think, has been pretty doggone good. But why on earth would you have Arthur Laffer on television today? He's the uh, originator of the Laffer curve that is the economic theory behind Reaganomics. Uh, explaining to the viewers, and of course he's just lying through his teeth, that uh, Obama, what he needs to do when he gets into office is cut taxes for the rich and r raise taxes on everyone else, which, of course, is the exact opposite of what <laughs> Obama's plan is. His plan is. And then he goes on to claim that the, that the Laffler, uh, Laffer curve worked because revenue shot up uh, after it was instituted in the early 1980s by Ronald Reagan. And I thought to myself, what are you talking about? It was a major recession in the early 80s. It's the other way around. The, <laughs> the government started racking up huge deficits. Right. Uh, they did uh, start to increase government revenue when they raised Social Security taxes in 83. The entire economic theory is baloney. And he's still being foisted on the American people for... Um, expertise on tax cuts, which, of course, is, I don't know, the only issue the Republicans have even been attempting to run on the last couple of weeks, besides all of this sort of pseudo-cultural war baloney, in which Joe the Plumber is the star of the show. <laughs> it's amazing. This is a, a party that's out of ideas, uh, out of time, and uh, certainly run this country into the ground with uh, wars of terror, uh, wars of error, and massive federal deficits uh, that I am not too optimistic that uh, are going to be uh, reduced anytime soon, uh, given the... Um, the unbelievable, uh, shall we say, socialism that's uh, occurring these days uh, with respect to the banking industry and, you know, the Paulson plan and all that stuff. Be fascinating to see uh, what happens. Well, that's sort of what would probably be more accurately uh, characterized as corporate socialism. Because, of course, that's been a critique from McCain and the the Republicans on uh, the Obama candidacy is that, oh, he's a socialist. And apparently McCain himself has stopped using that word. But uh, had this, to give it up. Oh, yeah. I mean, but this is another example of that deeply conditioned sort of knee jerk cold warrior reflex that we saw the pinnacle of recently in the Republican convention 
where you know people still bristle at the concept, the very concept of socialism, um, while fully as Republicans endorsing corporate socialism. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, there's much to be admired about a socialist agenda. It actually puts the needs of the greater number of people uh, ahead of private interests. Um, you know, and there's something to be said for that. Our roads, for example, are an example of just one very simple one of uh, socialism. So, and the sewer system that the Republicans are experts at. Yeah. Well, of course, in San Francisco, there's a uh, a vote to determine whether or not the new sewage treatment center will be officially designated the George W. Bush Sewage Treatment Facility. Uh, and uh, humorously, some of the opposition to that stems from people who feel that this gives sewage an unpleasant connotation. <laughs> so we'll see how that all pans out. But given the very strong likelihood of an Obama win, even in a landslide, um, it'll be interesting to see the degree of hatred on the right that will continue to linger or to even manifest itself more strongly. Um, well, and I think also not only hatred of, of Obama and the, quote, liberals, uh, presumably all the people that are voting for Obama are liberal, which is hardly the case this time. Right. But uh, the, the old Mo Udall expression that uh, the Republican Party, I think, will resemble a firing squad that's arranged in a circle. Right. <laughs> In other words, they're going to be accusing one another of, of the defeat, and there will be a battle royale, I believe, for the future of the Republican Party, um, if it has a future. Um, because I, I see wiggery all over this party. Um, I don't know how you can, um, shall we say, compromise this sort of rabid, almost bizarre uh, in infatuation that the uh, the republic that's that a good chunk of the Republican Party has for the fertilized egg we've seen right. this debate uh, here in Michigan over the uh, stem cell research mm -hmm. uh, business the you know the friends of the fetus the fertilized egg is is life and indeed there's a state I believe it's Colorado that actually has this on the ballot uh, that life begins at conception <laughs> Like this. that's something that can be determined by popular vote. <laughs> it's, it's remarkable. Well, I mean, the Republican Party has really been reduced to a, a bizarre coalition of racists, religious fundamentalists. I mean, let's face it, they've cut themselves loose from or forced the self-ejection uh, of the old-style classical Republican, the fiscal conservative. The Bill Milliken style. Um, yeah. Michigan's Bill right. Milliken, yeah. Um, even Arlen Specter is a sort of a holdover of that moderate Republican. Uh, and, and I've noticed he hasn't appeared with McCain much in the no. state of Pennsylvania <laughs> <Not> at all. <laughs> Joe um, Lieberman, the loyal eunuch, is at his side. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, Sarah Palin will continue to appeal to the uh, religious fundamentalists of the party, but the intellectuals of the Republican Party, and I'm not using the phrase sarcastically or cynically, there are mm -hmm. some, uh, are horrified at uh, the very fact that she was nominated, so... Um, yeah, and when you see, like, last Friday's New York Times poll that the number of Americans that think she's unqualified is now up to 59%. Staggering. I yeah. mean, but not surprising, because she's uh, proven to be 
um, inadequate, yeah. well, to say the least. Of course, we have over the years, every once in a while, you receive a, a call on this program. Uh, people call up after the show or something. And I remember one gentleman who called and said, well, you guys are always ragging on Republicans. You never make fun of or take Democrats to task. And of course, we had to differ because we do Yeah, uh, routinely. And um, it's just that the Republican Party offers more opportunities has so for, many candidates for criticism for brain damage awards and for the sort of abuse that you know free think free thinking members of a community like ann arbors uh are going to respond in that way um i kind of i think surprised uh, a, a very strident obama supporter when i told her that i personally was looking forward to being disappointed mm -hmm. in obama's presidency um you know, there is, given the serious limitations of our political system, at least with an Obama presidency, a good potential for progress and positive change. It's certainly a far better option than the uh, miscalculation and retrograde uh, motion that a McCain administration would bring. So is it going to be all sunshine, roses, unicorns, and Hello Kitties with a President Obama? No, of course not. No. We're in a serious hole. This country has been devastated by eight years of W's administration and their criminal malfeasance, let alone uh, leaving aside in sheer incompetence. And as you've uh, mentioned in the past few weeks, some 40 odd years of uh, Republican uh, engineered international disasters. Yeah. And, and I mean, one example of where Obama will certainly get into big trouble if he doesn't uh, look at the facts a little closer is the, is the war in Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, just recently, by the way, there was a a NATO study, uh, well, not a NATO study, a, a study by the uh, Afghan government itself, noting that uh, in the first eight months of this past year, um, fifth, nearly 1,500 civilians have been killed in Afghanistan. 55% of that number have been killed by the Taliban, which means that the remaining total about 700 civilians in an eight-month period have been killed by the Americans and the NATO forces. Um, these continuing raids into Pakistan with the American military and uh, unmanned drones, scary stuff. And I've predicted, you know, certainly by the end of Christmas, um, we're going to see amazing reductions uh, nationwide in the retail sector. Mm -hmm. We saw some evidence of that today with a big company pretty much announcing the, uh, the layoffs of 7,000 people. Well, this is just going to be the beginning. And, uh, I mean, the, the economic news from last week was staggering, and yet the stock market had one of its uh, better weeks in, in American history. Very peculiar. Uh, just a quick brain damage award to the Federal Reserve once again. No reason to be cutting interest rates this early. Um, you're running out of ammunition, gentlemen. But um, more on that in, in, in uh, future shows. But um, we have the lowest recorded consumer confidence of all time. We have auto uh, sales numbers that were released today by uh, many of the big uh, automakers, including the Japanese. The worst since 1983. The news is just continues to be terrible. And uh, hope and Obama's uh, approach to things... And I, I give Obama credit because I think that what he's got going for him is, is not necessarily ideological 
rigidity. It's flexibility. Yeah. It's open-mindedness. It's the ability... A willingness to entertain options. To entertain options. And when you look at our best presidents, and I would include um, JFK and, and FDR, uh, and even Eisenhower to a lesser extent, though he was clearly uh, an older gentleman at the time, and uh, sometimes maybe not uh, quite up to par on all the details. Uh, these were sort of even-handed people that entertained other ideas that established the brain trust, quote-unquote, that FDR used. We need new ideas. We need innovation. And we need to listen for a change, not act unilaterally, not create this sort of biblical certainty that W uh, seems to have uh, operated under. Uh, This is, of course, what's been so tragic about the Bush administration is the the certainty with which George Bush assumes he can operate under, that he has a plan, that God has a plan, that Richard Land of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference uh, was confident that God had a plan uh, to make George Bush president. Hasn't worked out too well. Yeah, you know, if you saw that in a play or in a film, you'd think, oh, that could never happen. (laughs) And yet, look at where we are. Um, and wonderful that Dick Cheney endorsed McCain over there. <laughs> I saw that, and I'm sure the Obama people must be thrilled. Uh, we'll probably see some last-minute ads featuring those clips. Um, so I know uh, we're, we're near the uh, end of the program for today. You are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, Yazoo City. Calling will be uh, coming up next. It's interesting that uh, here we are on the first full day after the, uh, well, second full day uh, of the end of daylight savings time, so it's very dark outside, mm-hmm. and of course we've been enduring eight years of, uh, of darkness. darkness, and so it seems strange to actually vote here in this dark. Uh, they say it's darkest before the dawn. Um, I'm hopeful that despite the obstacles, despite the shortcomings that are inherent in every human enterprise, that the sheer election to the presidency of Barack Obama is going to in spite of all this economic uh, difficulty and bad news, it's going to breathe a little bit of confidence and relief into the system. And I think people are going to, not just people in America, but people around the world are going to go, oh, okay, okay, let's, let's, you know, we've just been body slammed. Let's pick ourselves up off the ice and start skating yeah. and get back in the game. And I think that there's a real chance uh, for that. And I think that's... One of the best things we could we could hope for, I think so because I, I just I think at the end of the day one of the failures of the John McCain campaign and certainly next week we can go <laughs> deconstructing the uh, you know the autopsy so to speak of the failures, oh. but certainly uh, September fifteenth was one of the absolute downfalls of uh, J- John McCain when he uh, claimed that the uh, fundamentals of the account uh, of our economy are strong uh, this uh, following eh, 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 eh. <laughs> danger <laughs> yeah this this was uh, the week in which the uh, Wall Street Investment Bank went under uh, Merrill Lynch uh, Lehman Brothers and then 2 days later the government was bailing out AIG uh, to the tune of uh, well, it's unknown how much money is actually going to be thrown at AIG, but it's already up to $120 billion. Um, so, uh, indeed, we will we'll see what happens uh, 
after the election day. My prediction, of course, is that Obama will win in a landslide. And uh, like I say, like I say, keep your eyes on uh, North Carolina, Virginia, and Indiana. If Obama wins uh, two of those three, it's going to be a total landslide. And uh, well, Caribou Barbie will have to go back to the igloo. <laughs> up in Alaska and watch uh, Ted Stevens and Don Young bite the dust as well. I think the Senate, the Democrats are going to pick up at least eight seats, 